This is Senior Talk, presented by Gentle Shepherd Home Care on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Good morning and welcome to Senior Talk, right here and only on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. I'm Dan Wilson, your host of Senior Talk. Senior Talk is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Affordable Medical Supply and Gentle Shepherd Home Care. Visit Affordable Medical Supply online today at affordablemedmart.com or by phone at 719-632-4036. You can find out more information about Gentle Shepherd Home Care online today at gshc.com or by calling 719-359-8371. This week on Senior Talk, we have a very special guest. There's not a lot of people who, which Dr. Wallace, I know this probably just, just grates you, which is a horrible way for me to start, but I love that you're on the show. Not a lot of people were, were so central at bringing the, uh, the, the, a school of medicine to Colorado Springs and, and, and the background before and what has come after it. So Dr. Wallace, um, thank you for being our guest today on Senior Talk. Well, thank you, Dan. It's great to be here. It's, it's our honor. So are you willing just to start us off and give us a little bit of perspective? I know this could probably take a 30-minute conversation and for you to just overview what brought you to this point in your life, but can you give us a little bit, give our listeners a little bit of a background on who you are and, and how you found yourself at this point? Sure, I'd be happy to. I'll try to give you a shorter version of a very <laughs> long story. So I grew up in California. I'm first-generation college first generation uh, medical school and, and becoming a doctor as well. So that, I'm very proud of that. Cheers. And uh, ended up at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, Missouri, and then graduated. Uh, wow, it's been 23 years ago. I graduated from medical school. It really flies by. <laughs> Did my training in primary care internal medicine at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And then after that, after that moved to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I joined the faculty at the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma College of Medicine, which later became the uh, University of Oklahoma School of Community Medicine. That's a whole separate story I can talk about. And uh, really had a passion for education. So not only primary care internal medicine, um, I also worked in the hospital. I worked in the ICU during that time. But I just have a passion for medical education. So a lot of my leadership roles in Oklahoma were really focused around training medical students and internal medicine residents to become future outstanding physicians. Teach a person to fish, they'll, they'll eat forever. Absolutely. And it's more about uh, training uh, future physicians just to do the clinical work. It's teaching them how to be leaders of medicine, how to lead their organizations, how to lead change in a positive way, uh, and to recognize when things aren't going well, and then to call it out and then to make improvements as best they can in a very complex society and complex systems, which is not easy to do sometimes. While I was in Oklahoma, I got a new perspective that I had never learned in my training before. So in four years of medical school, three years of residency, I learned how to do two things, and that was to diagnose illness and to treat illness. And I could do that pretty well. I, I thought I was well-trained to do that, and I was teaching our future physicians how to do that. Then along comes, about, uh, along comes 2008, so at that time, some public health researchers in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
uh, found out that in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a 14-year difference in life expectancy based on the zip code that you lived in. In Tulsa itself? In, within Tulsa city limits, yes. You said a 14-year yes. difference in lifespan? Correct. And there was a lot to learn. There was a lot of history about how Tulsa formed and how people lived in certain communities and how resources got div- divided up and how healthcare resources were uh, placed throughout the city. There was so much that we didn't know, and we started to learn together as a community. And so there was a $50 million grant given to change us into the School of Community Medicine and to help us evolve in a way that as a community, we could learn about why we have these health disparities and what we can do differently. Last, uh, just, I I don't know if you're, uh, this last week on Senior Talk, Mm -hmm. we had um, uh, Jennifer Horn, the social uh, social worker at the Air Agency on Aging, Mm -hmm. speak on generational trauma. Mm -hmm. And her family uh, history is in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And yes, she talked about how the off-ramp that was built through a, the, the, a part of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Her family's land is actually on the footprint wow. of that. And the concept that that type of generational trauma, mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's easy to say, God, that's awful. I'm terrible. What do, but what do you, how does that flesh out? How does that turn into real data? How does that turn into something that can be tracked and adjusted and worked on mm-hmm. in a 14 year lifespan difference? Mm-hmm. And and I know that's not where we're going today. Mm-hmm. I, I realize that, but that's um, striking and startling and worthy of remark. Well, what might be even more striking is to understand that in Colorado Springs, we have a 16-year difference in life expectancy, depending on the zip code that you live in. Okay, so that may be an entirely second senior talk that we mm-hmm. come back to, Dr. Wallace, because that's... that's um, it's a problem. But it's all part of the story of okay. how I got to where I am today. So learning about the all of the things that go into affecting the health and the survival and the quality of life of our population has much more to do with just what I can do in a face-to-face clinical visit. Yeah. Uh, there are so many other, other aspects around the social determinants of health that truly drive how one uh, lives, how one feels, how one performs and is successful in society. Uh, And so um, to learn all of that was just very eye-opening for me. And it told me I have to approach this very differently if I'm going going to improve the health of the community that I live in. Well, Colorado Springs is the better for it because that background informed the individual who was the lead, the the dean of the school of medicine. Well, no, or, I, was, no I was not the dean of the school of medicine. So I I, was you the, know what? And you corrected me twice in preparation for this conversation. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure anyone who knows me is not surprised that I completely fumbled it. But you can, okay. how did that, how did you find yourself from there to, uh, to the Springs and, and, and then to Oak Street Health? So while I was in Tulsa on, as faculty on a regional medical campus um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I decided the next step in my career, I wanted to establish a regional medical campus somewhere. That was my goal, not knowing if I would ever have that opportunity. So I, I did the things I thought I needed to do. I talked with my mentors. I prepared myself. And not only did I want to establish a new regional medical campus, I wanted to do it out west somewhere. 
because I did not enjoy the heat and humidity of Oklahoma and Alabama that I had been living in for a while. Um, I feel that. And then fortunately, uh, I found out at exactly the right moment in my career uh, when I was ready for it Mm -hmm. that uh, University of Colorado School of Medicine was looking to establish a regional medical campus in Colorado Springs. So a location out west and a new regional campus, and I thought this is the perfect opportunity. Now, how do I get this job? Well, a lot of it, a lot of what I realized over the years is making sure you develop good relationships. Mm. So every place I've gone in my career, uh, part of it's been what I have done and the sort of the reputation and, and resume I've built. But a lot of it is that I've had people who could step up and vouch for me who knew other people, especially in the place I was looking to go to say, uh, I trust Eric or Dr. Wallace, and you should take a hard look at him. And, mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately, that's really worked out for me. So um, Character I was, follows you. Absolutely. And so I, you know, I, I try to tell all of our learners, like, make sure you don't upset people. Like, <laughs> if you have to do it on purpose and for a reason, do it. But recognize that there are probably two degrees of separation in medicine. And your reputation will follow you. And so you want to make sure you're setting a good example, that you have a great work ethic, that you treat people with respect, uh, that you are doing hard work for the organization you work for, that you are mission aligned and value aligned, and you're putting all of your effort into that. And when you do that, it can really open a lot of doors for you. Yeah. And that's something for the listeners when they're considering, whether they're considering a, a residential change or whether they're considering a, a home care change or whether they're considering a primary care physician or the commu- community they surround themselves medically. Often, if they have someone they trust, mm-hmm. going to that individual and asking the conversation is valid. It's something that's helpful. And, and I, I know in the world I was brought up in, there's a lot of things you don't talk about. You just there's you you don't address it and like your physical well-being your health is something that mm-hmm. unless you know them well yep. but um, what brought you to the springs is also something that is a wonderful asset for the listeners to to process and decide whether or not like how they who they choose for their primary care physician mm-hmm. so that is a very prestigious role that you were in. How do you step away from that level of leadership or how do you transition? Because a a school of medicine education um, seems to be the trajectory. Mm -hmm. But what is it about Oak Street Health that that hooked you? Like how did did, you seem to have an education, Ben, and and, and that seems to have transitioned. What is it about Oak Street? Well, it was about it was about trust. You, you said the key word that has impacted not only my decision making, but also the decision making that our, our our patients are making in terms of their healthcare. So, in coming here, I was in that role as associate dean for the Colorado Springs branch for eight and a half years, really focusing on not just teaching our future doctors um, how to be great doctors, but how to better understand the community they serve. So a quote that I picked up from Tulsa was, it's not enough just to learn about the anatomy of the human body. You have to understand the anatomy of the community that you practice in. And every community is different. And Colorado Springs is unique in a lot of ways. So recognizing we have a tremendous discrepancy uh, in life expectancy, depending on your zip code, recognizing we have populations who systemically have suffered for generations and learning how we 
better outreach those populations who have poor outcomes. And that's one thing that really attracted me to Oak Street Health. So when I decided to step away from my position at, um, at a University of Colorado School of Medicine, uh, I was really struggling to figure out what I wanted to do next. So the, the med school branch was up and running and we had outstanding leaders. Which, were, thank you, by the way. It was it's a wonderful addition to the medical community in Colorado Springs. Yeah, and I, I am very proud of what we accomplished here. And as I said earlier to you privately, it was it was the greatest joy of my career up to that point. Up to that point. Up to that point. Um, and so from there, I wanted to get back into clinical practice. To, but to be honest with you, I didn't identify a healthcare organization in our area whose values aligned with mine in terms of providing primary care. And we'll dive a little bit more deeply into that. But I was really struggling with that. And in my role as associate dean, I wasn't doing direct patient care for eight and a half years. Now, I was still teaching medical students how to take a history, how to do a physical exam, teaching them them about about, uh, clinical decision-making. I was volunteering in a safety net clinic and providing care there. But I wasn't seeing patients for a while, and I missed that part. But I wanted to join an organization where I felt like they were delivering care in the way that I thought it should be done. Oh, Dr. Wallace, the, the, the personal connection that you craved leading to the values of Oak Street Health, as well as the, the taking on some of the myths of, of in, in this area, Uh, I look forward to the second half of our conversation, but we're going to take a break real quick and have a word from our sponsors. And this is Dan Wilson with Senior Talk uh, with Gentle Shepherd Home Care. And we will will be right back with Dr. Wallace. There's one place in Colorado Springs for all of your medical needs, and that's Affordable Medical Supply. Affordable Medical Supply is easy to find at the corner of Circle and Constitution. They carry wheelchairs, walkers, knee scooters, full electric hospital beds, mobility equipment, lift chairs, and much, much more, even the harder-to-find items. Visit their showroom today on the corner of Circle and Constitution, open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., or give Affordable Medical Supply a call today at 719-632-4036. Our friends at Gentle Shepherd Home Care let seniors stay safe and independent in their own home. As we get older, a little bit of help goes a long way, whether it's a friendly face checking in or someone to help with daily tasks like bathing or dressing, meal preparation, and more. If you're looking for options to assist yourself or an aging loved one stay safe at home, Gentle Shepherd Home Care is Colorado Springs' premier and locally owned senior care provider. Give our friends at Gentle Shepherd Home Care a call today at 719-359-8371. Affordable Medical Supply is Colorado Springs' one-stop shop for all of your medical needs. Affordable Medical Supply is easy to find on the corner of Circle and Constitution, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. From post-op supplies, compression socks, bathroom safety, braces, scooters, wheelchairs, and more, Affordable Medical Supply has a knowledgeable staff that leaves you feeling confident on how to use your equipment right. Visit Affordable Supply today or give them a call at 719-632-4036. Affordable Medical Supply. Welcome back to Senior Talk. This is Dan Wilson with General Shepherd Home Care, and I am sitting with Dr. Eric Wallace with Oak Street Health. Amazing background. You have brought a lot of good to the world you interact with because of what you've given your effort to, and thank you for that. First of all, cheers. That's a good thing. 
you are a goal-oriented person. You made a goal to be in education. You made a goal to uh, transition into more personal care. And that transition, that, that, that when, when you said that was something you wanted to do to get more to the clinical side, uh, there, were, there were values that Oak Street Health has. And, and, and I would like to just pick up right there and, and let you talk through what are those? What is it that, that lured you? To Oak Street Health? Well, it gets back to the word trust. So uh, a few years before I started to make my transition, I started to think about what I wanted to do, to do next, not knowing what it was going to be. Uh, and then a colleague of mine uh, back in Oklahoma, his name was John Schumann, and uh, he had become president of the University of Oklahoma at Tulsa after I left. And we had been in touch over the years. And we had worked very closely together. We had published articles together. We were... Uh, worked in the same department in, the, in similar leadership roles and um, just a very trusted colleague with a lot of value alignment in terms of what we um, believed in and what we worked on. And then in the summer of 2021, he called me and said, uh, Eric, um, I'm leaving my job as university president to join Oak Street Health. And I said, what is that? <laughs> I'd never heard of Oak Street Health before. And he tells his story. And after he tells me his story, I said, I identify with everything you just told me. Mm. When they come to Colorado, let me know. Mm. So early 2022, I had made my decision. I was going to transition out of my role. And uh, I was going to enroll in a master's of public health program to figure out how I can impact health on a greater level rather than simply just patient care. He calls me and says, guess what? They're coming to Colorado. And I thought, this sounds great. It's a great opportunity. And then I interviewed for the position of senior medical director and was hired. And uh, a few months later, in August of 2022, just about a year ago, we uh, officially established uh, Oak Street Health in Colorado. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And that was the next great opportunity that came along. And so... When it came to Oak Street Health, uh, and what John Schumann told me was that um, they are out there trying to really recreate healthcare how it should be, and doing it with what they call a value-based care model. So value-based care model is a, a term that some people may have heard of, they may, may not be totally familiar with, but it's different from the fee-for-service model, where uh, patients come in and you bill that patient for that visit and you build the insurance company. And it's really based on volume and a lot of the things that you do. Whereas a value-based care model is very different. And that's where uh, it's similar to the kind of the managed care model uh, back a few decades ago that kind of didn't work out so well. It's a little bit different, but the bottom line is that in the value-based care model, uh, we take on the financial risk for our patients and we're not incentivized to say, do more, like bring more people in, more like, uh, you know, seeing a certain number of patients today to generate the revenue to pay for your overhead. Um, sure. It's you get a lump sum on a monthly basis, and then you are now in charge of managing that patient. So what is it about Oak Street that's different from... So, I'm yeah. sorry, but can I pause? How does, how does that affect the client? Like, can you, can you, because I... What I know about my my first interaction with Oak Street Health was I was at a training mm -hmm. at arguably the premier uh, independent living or one of the premier independent living facilities communities in Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. 
and Oak Street Health was there. And that same afternoon, I saw Oak Street Health interacting with a Medicaid um, event. Mm -hmm. And the idea that people who have all the money in the world and people who are not independently wealthy were both choosing Oak Street Health Mm -hmm. was unique. Mm -hmm. I'd never... They, they're very different sides of the fence in most areas of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, that the 16-year lifespan is, is, is as, as proof. Mm-hmm. I really look forward to a follow-up conversation. <laughs> but I recognize value-based care is, is something that is not only dealing with the financial part. Um, you said something about a lump sum or, mm-hmm. or something, but mm-hmm. – but, um, can you walk me through from the client's perspective? Are you a primary care physician? Are you, do they need to wait for a major medical event before they would reach out to you? How does, like, what, where do you fit into the life cycle of a senior? Or if there's a, if, if there's a child of a senior who's, who's here and, and they're like, I have no idea who mom's doctor is and neither does she. Or what, I mean, how, how does that, how does all of this goodness mm-hmm. that you're talking about, the value-based care, the, the excellence, the true expertise in the field of the partners who are a part of this medical team, how does that fit into a, a regular senior's or a family's life? How do they connect? Right. So, uh, so Oak Street Health uh, is a primary care, the primary care organization doing value-based care uh, in 22 states, uh, over 180 centers, serving over 230,000 people. Now, those are some numbers, but here's what it's like for a patient. So we know that patients, many patients out there, potential patients, have lost trust in healthcare, (laughs) And we need to rebuild that trust. Many of us have lost trust in many systems. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I see that every day. I hear it from the patients who come through our door that they've lost trust. So what can we do to build trust? Well, we want to invite people to come in and check us out. Like we want you to see what we're about, to meet our people, to learn about our system and to decide whether or not that's going to be the best fit for uh, making sure that you're achieving what you hope to achieve in terms of good health outcomes, in terms of uh, improving your quality of life, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. So you may learn about Oak Street Health through a variety of different ways. You might see a commercial, you might see it on Facebook or the website, but we also have a wonderful outreach team. And our outreach team uh, is out there in the Colorado Springs community. They are at senior centers, they're at nursing homes, they're at bingo parlors, they're at places where adults on Medicare are, and living, you guys hire some of the kindest individ, individuals. They're very, they're very wonderful they're, people. They're absolutely, yeah. So how does, if, if, if a listener is listening and, and they say, boy, I'd really like to be able to, I'd love to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. How do they get in touch? Well, they can go to oakstreethealth.com to learn more about Oak Street Health. Uh, if they are interested in, you know, scheduling an appointment and, and uh, being a patient in our organization, uh, they can reach out to Cameron Miller. Cameron Miller is our uh, outreach director here in Colorado Springs. Uh, his phone number is 719-360-3390. And uh, he would be happy to either uh, be in touch with you directly or put you in touch with one of our outreach executives who can tell you more about Oak Street Health. Beautiful. Thank you. Your background is uh, in internal medicine. 
and you are board certified? Yes. Uh, what does that mean? It means that I completed my internal medicine residency training. I was initially board certified by the American Board of Internal Medicine back in 2003. And then I've uh, been able to recertify every 10 years. So first in 2013, and I just took my recertification exam earlier this year. I feel like there's more uh, professional categories that could use a recertification every few years. Absolutely. And it used to be that (laughs) they didn't do recertifications years ago, and now they do, which makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes. So do you have any personal stories or insights that might be helpful to listeners? Uh, in regards to, well, when it comes to, when it comes to selecting a, a doctor, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where this, this relationship would start, Mm -hmm. I assume. And, and when it comes to selecting a doctor, what, what do they look for? What are the things that, that, that are flags that, that say, boy, you may want to, whether it's Oak street health or someone else, Mm -hmm. you may want to, to check what, what, what advice or insights from your experience would you say, listeners, take a take a peek. This is when you may want to look at a change. Yeah, so I'd say that um, number one is if you're thinking about a change, make sure the place you're thinking about actually accepts your insurance, number one. Um, not all places accept all forms of Medicare and Medicare Advantage plans. So make sure that's the case because not everyone can afford to see someone, you know, and pay out of pocket. Um, so that's the number one thing I check on. Number two is, is there someone, you know, that you trust who can speak highly of the primary care provider that they see and the organization that they're with? Um, so let me tell you about what Oak street does. So as a patient, someone who's coming to Oak street for the first time, you may have learned a little bit, a little bit about it. You're going to show up, you're going to meet our welcome coordinators. They're going to send you to our patient relations manager. And so we have a, a patient relations manager who is very knowledgeable about Medicare and they will answer your questions. They will uh, be able to inform you as to what your benefits are and what they are not. And uh, that's tremendously helpful because Medicare is extremely confusing. It's uh-huh. confusing for me as a physician and Anybody I know our, worked with it. our general population really struggles with understanding their Medicare plan. And I think the people is, who write the plans have trouble understanding the plan. Yeah, it is way too complicated. But we have a specialist there who's there to answer questions and make sure our patients are as informed as they can be about their plan. Wonderful. Then they come back. They're brought back by a medical assistant into the room. And uh, after they're roomed, and I, I go in the room, and whether it's myself or another primary care for another primary care provider, we do a welcome visit. And this is just 40 minutes that we spend getting to know the patient. Why did you come to see us? What challenges have you had? Where have you been seen previously so we can request medical records? Like, what are your goals? Like, what do you hope to achieve? And basically letting them know this is how our system works. And if this is a great fit, we are more than happy to take care of you. And uh, more often than not, I'd say greater than 80% of the time, those patients come back. Um, And I hear a lot of stories of how disgruntled people are. They've lost trust in the systems and the people they've been working with. And we're there to build that trust. And a lot of it is just, number one, treating people like human beings. (laughs) Having a conversation, looking them in the eye, not staring at my computer. Those welcome visits, I don't take my computer in the room. I just talk with the patient. And... I have a scribe that helps me. So I have someone there who is there doing all the clinical documentation and I can focus on the patient. 
and that is incredibly rewarding and wonderful. Um, that is that that is a wonderful way for an in, to be introduced to a new doctor. I would, as with many uh, resources that are overviewed on Senior Talk, mm-hmm. I kind of wish I was sixty five. <laughs> there it would be, but but I guess all things in good time, right? Yeah. Dr. Wallace, thank you so much for being our guest on Senior Talk today. Oh, thank it you was, very much. It was it, a pleasure being here. It was our pleasure. Insightful. Um, and uh, I look forward to our next conversation on that 16-year difference. Mm-hmm. I think it could uh, it'd be very beneficial. Well. So we've scratched the surface. We have <laughs> scratched the surface. And, and we'll, see, we'll see what happens just below it on our next one. I love that. Thank you for being our guest. Sure. Before we go, I want to remind listeners that you can find out more information about our sponsor, Affordable Medical Supply, online at affordablemedmart.com or by calling 719-632-4036 and find out more about Gentle Shepherd Home Care online at gshc.com or gentleshepherdhomecare.com or by calling 719-359-8371. Be sure to join us next and every Saturday at 10 and Sunday at 8, right here and only on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM for another edition of Colorado's longest running and most listened to Senior Talk radio show, Senior Talk, presented by Affordable Medical Supply and Gentle Shepherd Home Care.